up your hands. Lift up your hands and just thank the Lord. Clap your hands. Somebody clap your hands and give him praise. Clap your hands and give him praise. Give him glory. Give him worship. Give him thanks. Somebody thank him. Praise him. Love him. Love him. Appreciate him. You are all that matters. Oh, somebody lift up your voice and worship him. Bless him. Somebody just say thank you. Thank you. You are all Father, thank you this morning that we are never the same again. Thank you that your name is forever glorified. That this morning, in the midst of your people, you will receive the worship that is due your name. That no man will take and no man will share in your praise and in your worship. That this morning, the gathering is unto you alone that you will be enthroned in the midst of your people. That your people will leave this place knowing that indeed we have encountered your presence and your power. Lord, speak to us with a voice that we can hear and understand. Let us never live the same as we came. In Jesus' name. And somebody clap your hands and say a loud Amen. Listen, I just told you it rained outside. It didn't rain in your heart. Clap your hands and say amen. Awesome. Look at somebody and tell the person, you look good. Look. I have a, I say, look at somebody and tell the person, you look good. Huh? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Ah, are you part of the church? <laughs> Hallelujah. But this morning you will never be the same again. Uh, uh, did I go to the wrong church this morning? I said you will never be the same again. Yeah, you are coming, you are coming, you are coming, you are coming, you are coming. I said you will never be the same again. Hallelujah. Are you blessed this morning? Are you sure you are blessed this morning? Clap your hands and shout a big hallelujah. Amen and amen. Be seated. It's good to be back home. It's good to see your faces again. Yes, I miss you more. I miss you. I miss you. I now understand when the Bible says that a day is like a thousand years. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. My minister, Paolo, God bless you. Thank you so much. Let's appreciate him with a mighty clap. Somebody say hallelujah. But I want to thank God for this opportunity once again. Um, I want to say a very big thank you to every one of you for staying committed. I hear good reports that you are committed as ever before. Clap your hands together for yourselves. And let's also appreciate 
the resident pastor and all the pastors. Let's put our hands together for them. And also help me appreciate my dear wife. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. It's a blessing. Sometimes when you are far away, in a place, I, I remember one day I woke up in the morning and I was thinking, hey, you know, where I was staying in Jamaica was very close to the beach, just some few meters to the beach. So when I lie down in my room, I can see the sea. And I was wondering, hey, if something happens from here to Ghana, <laughs> eh? I'm alone here. I don't even. <laughs> but God is good. He takes us and He brings us back safely. And that is a blessing. Please appreciate God once again. Glory to Jesus. So this morning, we are going to continue in the Word of God. <clears throat> The whole month of May, we've been talking about soul winning. But this morning, listen, God will bless you. You know, it is proven in scripture that dedication and commitment to God is the best way to see the glory of God. If anybody wants to see the glory of God, the way to see his glory is through commitment and dedication. If somebody is committed to God and dedicated to God, believe you me, no matter what happens, the person will definitely see the glory of God. Unwavering commitment, unwavering commitment, undivided dedication is the way to the glory. So anytime you think of the glory of God, think of commitment and dedication. That is the way to the glory. That is the way. That is the way. That is the way to seeing the glory of God. The path of seriousness with God, being serious with God, is the path of glorious living on earth. The path of seriousness with God. If you meet somebody who is serious with God, that person is on the path to experiencing the glory of God. When you live an unserious life with God, it is a mark that you will end up with nobody taking you serious in life. But when you take him serious in life, your end will be the glory and the power of God. May that be your testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. I didn't hear that, amen. I said, may that be your testimony in the name of Jesus. Somebody say a big hallelujah. To be serious with God is an indication that your life will end well. To be serious with God is an indication that your life would definitely end well. I don't care how you started off in life. If you can be serious with God, you have the surest guarantee that it shall end well with you. You can be somebody who came from the backside of poverty, but if you are serious with God, it shall end well with you. If you meet anybody in this life whose seriousness with God is questionable, please mark the person. No matter how high they are today, 
Tomorrow, by the time you look for them, they will not be there anymore. But if you are serious with God, your end shall be well. Oh, look at somebody and tell the person it shall end well with you. Oh, you didn't say, I said, tell somebody it shall end well with you. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Are you here with me this morning? And one of the ways by which we, 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 we show commitment, seriousness, dedication to God is through soul winning. One of the ways by which we show seriousness to God, commitment to God, dedication to God is through soul winning. In fact, soul winning is a critical aspect or it is critical to our commitment and seriousness with God. So if you meet anybody who says that I am serious with God, I am committed to God, I am dedicated to God, but the person is not interested in souls, the person's commitment is questionable. But if you want to be serious with God, one of the things that will lead you there is when you show seriousness with souls. Amen? I said, Amen. Are we still in church this morning? I'm going to share with you briefly this morning on seven reasons why soul winning is important to God. Seven reasons why soul winning is important to God. Because for most people, you don't even understand that God's instructions is for our benefit. Anything God told the children of Israel to do or not to do was not for him, God, to benefit. It was for them to benefit. Anything in the scriptures that God tells you to, and I to do or not to do, it is for the benefit of ourselves and our lives and not for God. In fact, as for God, whether we obey him or not, he's still God. Whether you pay your tithes or not, he remains God. In fact, whether you live holy or not, it doesn't change his nature. Is somebody understanding what I'm talking about? When we come and we say worship him, listen, even if you don't worship him, it does not change him from being God. He's forever the same. When he tells us to win souls, it is for our own benefit and not for his benefit. And so I'm going to share with you briefly on seven reasons why soul winning is so important to God. Number one. Number one. The first reason why soul winning is important to God is the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. The sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. John chapter 3 verse 16 says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have what come on talk to me but have what everlasting life so he sacrificed so that we can have everlasting life Romans chapter 8 verse 32 says Romans 8 32 the Bible says, He that spared not his own son, 
but delivered him up for us. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God did not spare his only son. He did not spare him. He gave him so that you and I, we can receive all things, including the benefit of salvation. The reason why soul winning is important is because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. That any time you see the cross, the mark or the sign of the cross, remember that somebody was crucified. That he substituted us. We were the sinners. We should have died. He came and took us from the place of death and gave us life. And he rather took upon himself our death and died for us. And so soul winning, yes, if you are clapping, let's clap it well. Soul winning is important because of the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross. Somebody lift up your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. Come on, I can't hear that. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Look at this, Galatians chapter 1 verse 3. Today, it is a scripture Sunday. I will load you with scriptures. One of them will hit you by all means. Somebody say amen. I don't like your amen. I say, say amen. (laughs) Galatians chapter 1 verse 3 says, Grace be to you and peace from God the Father. And from our Lord Jesus Christ, verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins. That he might deliver us from this present evil world. According to the will of God our Father. So the Bible says that he did what he gave himself for our sins. He gave himself for our sins. So listen. Anytime we win a soul, what we are saying is that Jesus, your death is relevant. Anytime somebody says that, Lord Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior, what we have said is that Jesus, your death is relevant. Anytime we refuse to win a soul and a soul goes to hell, what we have said is that Jesus, your death is not important. That is what it means. Because the reason why he gave himself is so that our sins will be forgiven. So if there is no forgiveness of sins and people ignore the death of Jesus, then what we have said as a church is that your death was not so important. If all we did was to receive benefits of his death, healing, deliverance, miracles, a car, a husband, a wife, we received only that, but we neglected his death to bring forgiveness of sins, then we are saying that Jesus, after all, your death is not so important. Because there are other people who are not saved. They also receive cars. They also get houses. They also marry. They also have children. The only reason why the death of Jesus is so significant is that he transforms a sinner and makes them a righteous people. Look at this scripture. One of my favorite scriptures. Isaiah chapter 53 verse 11. He said, Jesus, he shall see the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied. Isaiah 53 verse 11. 
he shall see the travail. He shall see the pain he went through. He shall see the benefit of the suffering he suffered. He will see it and he will be satisfied. Anytime we lift up our hands that we are saved, when he sees us as saved people, he looks at his travail and he is satisfied. When people get saved, Jesus looked at his sacrifice on the cross. He looks at the blood he shed. He looks at the pain he went through and he says, I did not die in vain. I did not die in vain. I did not die in vain. Hear me, child of God. May we win souls so that his death shall not be in vain. Oh, I said his death shall not be in vain. If you are here with me, clap your hands and shout a big amen. Is somebody here with me this morning? Ask somebody, are you still here? What did the person say? You are still here. Number two. Number two. Soul winning is important because of the value of a soul. The value of a soul. Listen to what I'm preaching carefully. It is important we win souls because of the value of one soul. I didn't say the value of souls. I said the value of a soul. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27, the Bible says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So within every human being is the creation and the purpose of God. Every human being. Including that madman on the street. When we were coming, we got to Flagstaff House this morning. And we saw this madman who... You know, there was this pothole in front of Flagstaff House on the pavement there about where, you know, and it has collected some water. And the guy lay down and then put his head in there and started drinking. But the value of that soul is more important than all the money all of us have here put together. Male and female created he them. All other creations, God spoke. But when it came to a soul, he molded them in his own image. In his own image, created he them. Male and female. There is an image of God in every living human being. That is the value you must put on people. That is the value. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, the Bible says, and the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and he breathed into his nostrils and he, God, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul. So every human being you see, including the witches in your family, They are the reasons why Jesus died. Every human being has the image of God, has the deposit of God within them. It is unfortunate that in our generation, money is more important than people. Even in a church, 
we value our clothes more than we value the people around us. We are interested in fanfare more than impartation. We are interested in heaven or we are interested in partying more than we are in heaven. But the value of the soul cannot be quantified by any property any of us have here. The value of a soul is the death of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That is the value of a soul. When a soul is lost, there is great agony in heaven. When one soul is lost, you have no idea. When one soul is lost, any relative of yours who died without accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior, the person brought great misery to heaven. Because a soul is important to God. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, a soul is important to God. How can a soul be important to God? And as for you, the most important thing to you is a car. How can a soul be important to God? And the most important thing to you is your dress. How? How can it be that the soul is important to God? And as for you, the most important thing to you is the day you have your wedding. The value of a soul is the reason why Jesus came to die. Evangelism is important, church. Without evangelism, let's close down the church. What we are doing, it is of no eternal benefits. The church exists to win souls. That is our main objective. All other things are just additions. Look at the way Jesus puts it. Jesus said, in Mark chapter 8 verse 36 for what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his soul look at verse 37 he said or what shall a man give in exchange of his soul a day now what do you want to give in exchange of a soul what can you give in exchange of a soul what shall it profit you if you gain the whole world and lose one soul? All the resources in the world, all the money in the world, all the beauties of the world cannot be equated with the value of one soul. It can't. It can't pay for one soul. If only we understood this, morning, we will look for an opportunity to win a soul. In the afternoon, we will look for an opportunity to win a soul. At night, we will look for an opportunity to win a soul. The reason why we don't is because for some of us, we are so, we are so mindful of only ourselves that we don't care who goes to heaven and who goes to hell. But may God open your eyes today to understand that man cannot give anything in exchange of a soul. A soul is a soul. And if it was only one person who was on earth, Jesus would have still come to die for the person. When Jesus looks at, the, at his death and his suffering, he sees one person, one person at a time. You are important to God. That brother outside the church is also important to God. May we become soul winners in the name of Jesus Christ. Somebody clap your hands and shout a big amen.
Number three. Number three. Why so winning is important. It's the shortness of human life. Soul winning is important because of the shortness of human life. That human life is brief. It's short. It passes so quickly and soon it's gone. And all you have is just one life to live on earth. And even that one, you don't know when your expiry date will come. Even human beings, when we make any products, we put an expiry date on it. When you buy medicine, they tell you, look behind it and see the date it will expire. When you buy Milo, they tell you, look on the thing, there is an expiry date. When you buy even a car, it has an expiry date. After some time, you will go to the mechanic every day with a car. It is just telling you that it has an expiry date. Your life has an expiry date. I know, the way, I know why you are looking at me the way you are looking at me. But I'm telling you that your life has an expiry date. For some of us here, we are just playing injury time, extra time. It is some mercy that is keeping you on an extra time. He said, oh, my bishop, I am not too old. The last time we were preaching that, yes, we must live old. Yes. For some people, by 30, Jesus at 33 had finished his assignment. So, life is short. You know, one of the deceptions of the devil, some time ago, I hear there was this story that about Satan and his demons having a meeting on how to deceive the world so that they won't receive and accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. So, the demons started arguing, let's go and tell the world that there is no heaven, there is no hell. And no, they said, no, no, no. If we go and say that, some people have died and had experiences. So, it will not make sense. Others who said, oh, let's, let's go and tell them that, um, yes, there is heaven, but, but it is for angels and hell is only for demons. They said, no, it is not the case. Then one of the demons came up with a very brilliant idea. He said, let's go and tell the people on earth that, yes, heaven is real, hell is real. Jesus will come again, but it's not going to be now. You have a long time, so just enjoy. And that is what is happening. For most of us here, you see, when you even go and work in the secular, in the world, huh, they tell you that at a certain age, we can't keep you again. When you are 60, you, f- you finish your, your work, go home. So at 60 years, they tell you that we have used you, we've used your brain, we've used your body, we've used your energy. What is left? We don't like it. Take it home. Go, go home. And the devil is still telling people that, oh, you will still have time. Oh, you, you, you have time. Didn't you see that brother, he gave his life? No. And there are people around us who think that they still have a lot of time before they can get converted. And we are still watching them and we are still looking around and saying that, oh, oh, they have time. One day they will be saved. No, there is no time. The time for people to be saved is now. I said it is when? There is a story told 
In fact, he shared his own story. A man by name R.A. Tory. Raymond something Tory. One of the old Pentecostal fathers. He shared his testimony of he went into a restaurant where they were ordering meal. And then, whilst they were ordering the meal, God indicated to his heart to speak to one particular waiter and witness to him. But he felt there were too many people and so, you know this thing we have been feeling? Have you ever felt like that before? Why are you looking at me like that? I'm asking you, have you ever felt like that before? And so he was, he was dragging his feet. About 40 minutes, 50 minutes later, when they had eaten their food, they heard some commotion at the back of the restaurant. So people rushed there to go and see. And somebody had hanged himself and died. Aretori went outside to go and see what was happening. The man, the waiter that he felt he should witness to, that he postponed, within 40 minutes, he had gone behind the building, hanged himself and died. Some of you, let me tell you this morning, let me be very, in fact, it's not a very good message to come back home to come and preach, but let me preach this message to you. For some of us, our children are living on borrowed time. For some of us, your wife may be living on borrowed time. Your husband may be living on borrowed time. If you have any evangelism to do, do it now. I said, do it when? Now. Somebody say, now, now, now. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 7. It says, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. And the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. The dust shall return to the earth. And the spirit shall return to God who gave it. It happens like that. Pah! It happens. It just happens like that. I was watching a video on social media the other day. Of this guy in traffic in a taxi. In traffic, ah, every car had moved. This guy was still not moving, and people came to check. He had put his head on the steering, so they thought he was sleeping. So they forced and opened the car, pushed him, pushed him, pushed him. The guy was driving and he was dead. Church, there is no time. You think there is so much time, but life is brief. Life is so short. That is why when we say that let's go for evangelism, you feel other things are more important than winning a soul. But I came to tell you, every other thing will pass away. One day, everything will come to a standstill in your life and in my life. Everything will come to a standstill. One day, you will have an appointment and you realize you can't honor the appointment. I'm preaching. I said I'm preaching. One day, you have an appointment. That somebody says that come for a contract. And you realize that you can't go for the contract. The most important thing is souls. And time is so short. It's short. It's short. As we are all here playing around. Doing all sorts of things. We have other important things to do. Today in our generation. People will choose attending a party. Over going for soul winning. Is it true or correct? Come on, talk to me. Is it true or correct? You meet people who say they are sick, they are not feeling well, but they will use a walking stick to go for a funeral. But if you told them, let's go for soul winning, they will tell you, how can I go for a soul winning in my condition? 
but they can go for funeral, sit for hours and weep and cry for even people they don't know. And yet, such a person cannot make time to win a soul. Life is short. You see, this message I'm preaching to you, if you like pretend and sleep, one day God will remind you. If you like pretend and close your eyes, one day in eternity, God will put the screen before you and he will tell you, do you remember this day? Don't let anything stop you from winning a soul. Can I hear somebody say amen? You've been born again for the past 10 years. How many people do you have in church to say that this person became saved because of me? How many people? How many people? You've been born again for the past 5 years. Some of you for 20 years, you have no soul to show. Your only testimony after 20 years is how God gave you a miracle of a car. What kind of a miracle is this? And time is passing. Every day you wake up, time is passing. The clock is ticking. When I started preaching, they said I have 20 something minutes. Right now, look at it. They said I have 3 minutes. And the time is reducing. It is reducing. Every second as I'm talking, it is reducing. That is the same thing with your life. It is reducing. Every minute you sleep and you wake up, it is reducing. Your opportunities are reducing. Your opportunities are going away. And you are still not seeing it. Time is short. It's short. I'm not preaching a nice message. I'm not preaching a nice message. So don't come and say, Bishop, your message was very nice. I don't want a nice message. I want you to do something and win a soul. Am I talking to somebody here? For some of us, you are even ashamed to let people know you are Christian. You come to church and you hide your Bibles. You cover your Bible. You go to work. When there is even a gospel music, you want to be like an unbeliever. Jesus said that if you are ashamed of me before men, on that day, I will be ashamed of you before my father. But as for us, we have a group of people here who are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And there are some people like that here today. Win a soul. Be a soul winner. Be a soul winner. Be a soul winner. Sometimes you can see people, you can see that this person, all they need is Christ. And then you are giving them self-help tips. When you wake up in the morning, breathe in, breathe out. When you do, do exercise. My friend, when we, you know when I was coming, these guys who do exercise on the street, I was asking myself, how can somebody do such exercise and still die early? I mean, isn't it amazing? All the kind of things we tell people when you eat, don't drink cold water. When you do, well, don't, don't, don't drink sugar things. Don't do this. Don't do that. And people have observed all these things and, they are, and we are still dying. Can't you see that life is short? You know people who have died and they did not inform you they were going to die. I went to pray myself and Lady Jeff, I want to pray for somebody at Presec. When we prayed for him, I felt the power of God. I was so sure that God would touch him. I believed in my heart that he would be healed. A week later, or less than a week, about three days later, they told me that the man was gone. I was shocked. 
I was shocked. You move around and you see people who never gave any indication they would die. You see their obituary. Gone too soon. What a shock. Transition. Obituary. And we don't even know who is next. We don't know who is next. That brother you left, that child you left in the house and came here. We don't even know who is next. We pray and believe we will live long, but we don't know who is next. Life is short. It is too short. Let's stop the games. Let's stop the games. This whole thing, eh, and as for me, me, I don't like this, and I don't talk to this person, and I don't talk to... Really? You have time to be doing those things. You really have time. You think you have time to be engaging in all of that. Can't you see that it is passing so quickly? May God have mercy on us. I said this morning, you like pretend and sleep. I'm still preaching. May God help us. You just have one life to live on it. So remember your creator while you have breath. It was but yesterday you were a baby. But so soon you are growing too. And before you know it, you become a lady or a man with children too. Then your health and strength begins to fail you. Then you say that what shall I do? Before the days and years you may have wasted, there will be memories haunting you. So you see, my brother, that life is so short. It passes so quickly and soon it's gone. You just have one life to live on earth. Young men in the house, you don't win souls. Young ladies, no soul winning. You are interested in makeup on your face than what God can make of you. You are interested in how much money you have in your pockets. One day you wake up and there will be money stuck in your pockets and you realize that you can't use it. Because you wake up on a different side of the world. You see how useless you are. You see, you, I mean, you see it. You see your spirit out of your body. And you see people taking the money. And spending it for you. Then you see that all you worked for. All you ever labored for. Is gone. You will see how useless you have become. When they will be taking the ground. And putting that flesh. That you spent all your time on. You spend time on your flesh than you spent on your spirit. And yet your flesh will not see God. I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't, don't look well. By the grace of God, you know I'm very interested in how I look. But don't be more interested in your flesh than your spirit. Whenever you look into the mirror and you see how you look, ask yourself, how do I look in the spirit too? You've not won a soul. You are business partners, but you don't have a soul. You are looking for marriage. You have three boyfriends, you don't have a soul. You have so many girlfriends, you don't have a soul. Yeah. You've kept beer to cool your heart in your fridge. As I'm speaking right now, there is club beer in your fridge. You go and drink it to cool your heart, but you don't have a soul to cool your heart. And you are sitting in church. You've made your face like an angel. You are sitting here. 
the day will come God will open and he will show your fridge and the beer and everything. He will show it on a giant screen. Everybody will see it. Tell you win a soul. You say, eh, 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 eh. Saturdays I'm busy. And Monday, Mondays too, I, I, you know, I got to work. And then Tuesdays, Tuesdays in fact, that is when I get to watch. What, what, what do you want? Shadabahadaya. <laughs> My time is up. But may we be so winners. If you can't do anything at all, tell somebody. The last time I was telling you about the different ways or means to win a soul. There is one we call come and see. That you can compel somebody and say that today go to church with me. At least I know that pastor will make an altar call. At least come to church. Compel the person. I don't have transport. He said, I'll pay. Oh, I don't have a dress. I'll buy one for you. Oh, I'm, I'm not ironing my dress. I'm coming to iron it for you. Compa- because, listen, I don't care how many houses you build. You will leave everything. The only thing that will speak for you on that day is how many people you want to Christ. That's the only thing that will matter. So this thing where you, it's like you can't be bothered. All you are interested in is God. Give me a miracle. I receive money. I receive, by all means, all these things God will give us. But if you are interested in the soul, God will never deny you. Somebody shout a big hallelujah. Tell somebody, Bishop is speaking to you. No, they didn't hear you. Look at the person's eyes and tell the person, If you understand what we are, it means that Jesus is coming soon. But I said I was going to give you seven. I will end here, but let me conclude. Write these things down. The best way to live is to live for God. The best way to live is to do what? Oh, I didn't hear you. The best way to live is what? Is to live for God. The best way to live is what? Come on, say it louder. Live for God. Somebody say, live for God. We should sing the song. Metiasia, metima. Philippians one twenty one says, "For to, for me, for to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain." Ah, kwenyinamu miya wudi metiasia metima. Mi wu ma wu 
Yes, we are Sit down. Let me finish this. Ask yourself these three questions. Number one Shall I spend my whole life without any eternal investment? Will I spend all of my life without making any investment in heaven? If God gave you to live 50 years on earth, are you going to live 50 years and make no investment in heaven? Is that what you are going to do? If God gave me to live 20 years, just 20 years, will you live 20 years and make no investment in heaven? Is that what you want to do? What is in your heaven's account? I know that you know the mo- no, amount of money on your Momo account. Or you've withdrawn it because of Elevi. It's not a bad idea. I've redrawn my. <laughs> but you know how much you have on your Momo account. You know how much you have in your bank account. In fact, even if you don't know, you can check it right down and see. But can I ask you a question? How much do you have in your heaven account? You don't know. You must know. Know it now. Know it before you get surprised. Know it. You must know it before you get surprised. Because there are surprises waiting. <laughs> Number two. Ask yourself. Shall I spend my whole life pursuing material things? Am I going to spend all of my life just to pursue material things? Chasing money. Chasing my wife. Chasing a husband. Chasing after fame. Chasing pleasure. Am I, are you, am I going to spend all of my life chasing material things? Ask yourself. Ask yourself. Apart from material things, what else have you ever chased? What spiritual benefit have you ever chased? Ask yourself. And the few years I've lived, have anyone become heavenly conscious because of me? Number two, if you attend to God's need, God will attend to your needs. Matthew 6 33 says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hey, church, a time is coming. The money will come to us when we don't even expect it. The one who said the amen, receive it in the name of Jesus. But if you attend to God's needs, God will attend to your need. If you attend to his concerns, he will attend to your concerns. If you bear his burden, he will lift your burdens from your shoulder. John 15, 16, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Hallelujah. (laughs) 
That's why I keep on saying. And you've heard me say it before. Since I became born again, I've seen people who who were praying for breakthrough. Since my childhood, I've seen them pray for breakthrough. And even in their old age, they are still praying for breakthrough and there is nothing to show for. And I've seen people who were not so interested in praying for breakthrough. And God is breaking them through. John 15, 16. I chose you and ordained you. Go and bear fruit. And after you born fruit, whatever you shall ask the Father in my name, it shall be given to you. What a blessing. What a blessing. If you like fast 40 days and 40 nights, you must obey the commandment to become a beneficiary of the promise. What is God's burden? Souls. He looks at Kaneshi's souls. He looks at Mataiko. Listen, can I be interested? In, can, can, I, can I shock you this morning? God is not too much worried about the portals around us. Yeah. <laughs> can I shock you with something? Can, can, are you ready? In fact, God is not too much interested in the poverty around us. That is a choice we made. We made that choice. Bad leadership is what has brought us where we are. That today when it is raining, you can't sleep. No, It is bad leadership we chose. That is what has brought us where we are. When God looks at Kaneshi, he doesn't look at the portals. He's looking at the souls. Are you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you, if you want your portals sealed, don't pray. Change bad leadership. Are you understand what I'm saying? But to be concerned with what God is concerned with, God is interested in souls. So be interested in souls and God will meet you at the point of your need. If you create joy in heaven, God will definitely create joy in your life. Let's sing it for the last time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Akwen Mia wode metiasia metima wo if i live i live for you and if i die if i die if i die for you 
in all my ways, in all, in all my ways, I, I am forever yours, if I live, I live for you. Can you make it your prayer one more time? If I live, I live for you. Somebody make it your prayer this morning. And if I die, I die for you. In all my ways, While every eye is closed, I want you to pray to God and say, God, help me. Help me at least help me to win at least one soul. Help me to at least win one soul. It is not what people call me in church. They may call me a bishop, they may call me a pastor, they may call you an elder, they may call you a deacon, they may call you that brother. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what matters is a soul. It's a soul. It's a soul. It's a soul. Talk to God. Tell God, God, at least, at least help me to get one in my account. At least one in my account in heaven. In heaven, I need at least one, one this year, one in my account. One sure one, a sure one in my account. That is more important. It is not how long I've been in the church. I probably have been in the church for 20 years, for 30 years, for 10 years, for five months, for three months, for two months. But God, all I need, I need one soul in my account. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And whilst every eye is closed, if you are here this morning and you want your sins forgiven, I want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. If there is anybody here who wants your sins forgiven, I want you to lift up your hand. I'm going to pray with you. Anybody here who wants your sins forgiven? Thank you, Jesus. Father, thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for the grace to do your work. I ask in the name of Jesus that you will touch our hearts. Reset the clock of our hearts and reset our conscience. Reset our priorities in Christ and that we will see the first things to become first and do what you have called us to do. Let none of us here live the same as we came. In the name of Jesus Christ, let every heart of stone break. Let every heart and heart melt by the fire of the Holy Ghost. Arrest 
that brother's heart. Arrest that sister's heart. Arrest our hearts. Change our hearts, oh God. Make us be like you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and say a big amen. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Somebody wave your hands and say thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Somebody just take one minute more and just thank him. Just thank him. Wave your hands and just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Father, can you sing this song? Amazing love. How can Bibles, everybody. Lift up your Bibles. Lift up your Bibles. And say with me, say, this is my Bible. Please say it louder. Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I believe what it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I am not a hearer only. I am a doer of the word. Say, I love the word. I love hearing the word. I love reading the word. I love it when the word is preached. I am never the same again. Wave your Bible and say a big amen. Wave it again and shout a big amen. Glory to Jesus. Please be seated. I'm going to teach briefly. 
in the first service i spoke briefly on what i have entitled why soul winning is necessary to god or why soul winning is necessary i was going to give seven reasons why soul winning is necessary i did only three in the first service and so i'm going to do a quick recap and then i'll continue from the fourth one amen but it's very important for us to understand that it is proven in scripture that dedication and commitment to god is the way to seeing the glory of god if you want to see the glory of god your commitment to god your dedication to god is the path to lead you there nobody sees his glory without commitment nobody experiences his glory without being dedicated to him the path of seriousness with god is the path that guarantees you seeing his glory let me say that if you are serious with god god will be serious with you if you are dedicated to him he will be dedicated to you if you are committed to god god will be committed to you in this season you will experience the glory of god oh i said you will experience the glory of god and i hear somebody say a bigger amen somebody say glory shout it say glory commitment to soul winning is one critical aspect of commitment to god commitment to soul winning is one of the ways by which we prove our commitment our dedication and our seriousness to god if we love him we must love what he loves if we are committed to him we must be committed to what he is committed to and when we are committed to god it is an indication that we are ready to obey his commandments so why is soul winning so important to god seven reasons why soul winning is so important to god number one the sacrifice of jesus on the cross i'm doing a recap so i won't explain them i'll just move on but the sacrifice of jesus on the cross so if you if you only heard me in the second service you can go back on social media youtube or on facebook and then listen to the first service message is that okay number two why soul winning is important to god is because of the importance or the value of the soul of a soul the value of a soul every soul is valuable to god why is soul winning important to god number three because of the shortness of life the briefness of human life or the brevity of human life human life is short the psalmist says what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him man that is like the grass of the fields that withers away and it's like flower that fades that fades so our lives are so short that we can't postpone our effort to win a soul number four and i'm starting from here in the second service why is soul winning so important to god the reality of hell the reality of hell is one reason why soul winning is so important to god amen in psalm 9 verse 17 psalm 9 verse 17 it says the wicked shall be turned into hell the wicked or the unbeliever shall be turned into hell 
and all the nations that forget God. Church, hell is real. It is not a place to go. It is not a place to ever experience. And if we understand Psalm 9 verse 17, that the wicked or the unbeliever shall go to hell, then it is our duty to ensure that unbelievers become believers. That every unbeliever around us should get the opportunity of hearing the gospel. If you are here with me, say amen. Oh, I said if you are here with me, say amen. In Daniel chapter 12 and verse 2, and many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. So he's saying that when people die, there shall be a resurrection. And when there is a resurrection, some shall experience eternal life. Others too shall experience everlasting shame. And it talks about contempt or what other versions call hell. Church, do you know that anyone you know, anyone I know, who does not give their life to Christ, when they die, they go to hell? Ask somebody, do you know that? No, 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 you didn't ask the person, do you know that? Well, I know... You love the person too much that you can't believe the person is in hell. You can't believe that your mother could go to hell. You can't believe that your father could go to hell. But the reality is this. Anyone who is not born again, if they fall dead today, their next destination is hell. Hell is not somebody's imagination. It is a place where the fire burns all the time. It is a place where people cannot die. You don't die in hell. You live forever in torment. Not even your animals should end up in hell. And the whole world, the whole world, and the people who don't know God are heading towards that direction. If you and I believe there is a heaven and there is a hell, we have a responsibility to preach the gospel to those who are not saved. Can I ask you this morning, how many people have you ever snatched from hell? Since you became born again, five years ago, three years ago, ten years ago, how many people have you been able to pull them out of hell or to warn them that hell is real? Don't go there. Play with your children who are not born again. You don't tell them about Jesus. In the workplace, there is no mention of Jesus, but hell is swallowing many people. It is my prayer that because of you and I, hell will be emptied in the name of Jesus Christ. If your amen is the loudest, it will be a blessing to your life. Matthew 25, verse 31. Matthew 25, 31. Look at what Jesus said. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon his throne of glory. And before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divided his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Church, a separation is coming. A separation is coming. That separation is not a respecter of persons. Don't live in church as if there is no heaven. Don't live as if there is no hell. There is a heaven. There is a hell. The reason why we do all the things we do, the reason why we do the things we do, it is not just because of this life. But it is also because of the life to come. There is another life apart from here. 
it is a more serious life than this one. That is the place you travel to. And you don't take any of your properties on earth over there. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Come on church. Am I talking to somebody this morning? That is the place you go to. And who you wear on earth would not matter. It is your works that will follow you. What works is going to follow you? That you've lived in church all these years. You've invested in businesses on earth. You've invested in education. Oh, you've invested your heart into marriage. You've invested your everything in this world. But you never invested anything for your eternal benefits. Church, hell is real. It's real. So Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 verse 43. Put that on the screen for me. Mark 9 43. Listen to this. If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than, to, than having two hands go into hell. Into the fire that never shall be quenched. There is a place where the fire will never go off. Verse 44. It says, where their warmth dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. Verse 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell. Jesus is saying, don't let anything stop you. From going to heaven. Because hell cannot be a destination. I said hell cannot be a destination. I said hell cannot be a destination. He said it is better for you to enter heaven. With only one hand. Or without a hand. Than to enter hell. With two hands. Two hands. Hey. There are people who enter hell. Not only with two hands. They will enter hell with money. They will enter hell with marriage. They will enter hell with blessings. But here they come. They are entering into fire. 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 That will not be your destination. I said that will not be your destination. Your amen is like, Bishop, this message you are preaching, I don't like it. But you see, it is what, it is, this is what you must hear today. Somebody said, preach it, Bishop. Yeah. There are some of us here, you have everything apart from having an account in heaven. You've not snatched anybody from hell. All of your Christian life have been about you. Everything about Christianity is you. If it is not about you, you won't come. If it is not you, you don't mind. If it is not about your children, your husband, your wife, your finance, your business, your, your school, your health. No. But church, life is short. Hell has opened its arms to receive many. Jesus said, it is better. Enter heaven with one hand. Enter heaven with one leg. Huh? Let, let, let you enter heaven like this. One leg. It is better than to enter with two legs and you are in hell. He said that place, the fire does not go off. There is hell. Do you believe there is hell? I'm asking you, do you believe, do you believe there is hell? A lot of you, I bet you don't believe it. If you only heard it, you don't. If you believed it, you will live a different life. If you really believe there is hell, you will not miss any opportunity to win a soul. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. Are you sure you believe there is hell? Who did you snatch out of hell? Number five, reason why we should win a soul is that there is no time. There is no time. 
the lie the devil is using in our generation. I was telling the first service. A conference was held by the devil and his demons. And they were discussing how can they deceive the world. And then one demon said, let's go and tell them that Jesus is fake. They said, no, no, no. If we say that, they will know it's not true because he's healed the sick. So many things. There's so many proof. So we can't use that. Then another said, oh, let's go and tell them that heaven is not real. Hell is not real. They said, no, if we go and say that, people have had after death experiences. So that one will be disproved. And the word of God. Then one gave a brilliant idea. So let's go and tell them that indeed Jesus is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. But it's not going to happen now. You have a lot of time. Came. So, ah, haven't you heard people say that when we started saying that Jesus is coming soon, Maranatha, how many years ago? Haven't you heard that before? But in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 29, I read the first sentence. It says, but this I say, brethren, the time is, the time is what? Talk to me, church. The time is what? The time is short. Romans chapter 13, verse 11 and 12. And that, knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake, to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believe. The night is far spent and the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Time is far spent. Tell somebody there is no time. Tell somebody tomorrow may be too late. Ah, are you sure? You walk around, you see obituary. 25 years old. 19, 50, 41. When I traveled, one of the days, a gentleman called me. I, I couldn't pick his call. And he was telling me that he was calling me because there was somebody sick. And the person who was sick said he believed that if the archbishop prayed for him, uh, prayed for her, she'll be healed. And so she was telling me that, so um, she was calling me that if I return, then I take them to see the old man, the archbishop, to pray for them. So they were waiting for me to come. Then I can take them to go see the archbishop to pray for them. He said, the day he called me, that night, the lady died. It's short. Why are you living as if you have eternity? Why are you living like this? Why are you living as if you are not on a calendar? When I started preaching, it was 45 minutes. Right now, it is left with 40 minutes and 18 seconds. It's left with, now it's reduced to 12 seconds, 11 seconds, 10 seconds. That is the same way our lives is going. Every second like this, your life is reducing. You are the one I'm talking to. I'm telling you that your life is reducing. It's going. It's like a vapor. It's like a wind. It's passing. It's passing. And in all these years, you've done nothing to save even one soul. One. Just one. You don't. You've made friends for yourself. You've married a husband for yourself. You've married a wife for yourself. You've had children for yourself. You've made business partners for yourself. You've made customers for yourself. See the time. It has dropped to 13 minutes. You have made all of this for yourself. Even one for God. Short. It has dropped to 12, 12 minutes. It has dropped to 12 minutes. It's going. It's going. Am I talking to somebody this morning? So you have a land. But you have nothing in heaven. You have money on your Momo account. But you don't have anything in your heavenly account. You pretend you are sleeping. You don't, don't worry. 
one day God will remind you of what I'm preaching. Yeah. If I was prophesying, your eyes would be alert like this. You say, Bishop, don't close, prophesy. Telling you about your tomorrow. When you appear with God, God, and your hands will be empty. And you have nothing to show for. All you did in this, your 50 years of life has been about yourself. All we've done in this, our lives, 20 years on earth, it has just been about you. Why? Why? The time has reduced to 11 minutes. 23 seconds. That is how your life has reduced. That is how it has reduced. It was but yesterday you were a baby. But so soon you are growing too. And before you know it, you become a lady. Or a man with children too. Then your health and strength begins to fail you. Then you say that what shall I do? Before the days and years you may have wasted. There will be memories haunting you. So you see my brother. That life is so short. It passes so quickly. And soon it's gone. You just have one life. To live on earth. So remember your creator while you have bread. Remember, you you spent all your time looking for money. You've spent more money on your face, on your skin, than you've spent on your soul and your spirit. The amount of money you have chopped into your mouth and your stomach, you've not spent anything on getting any account in heaven. May God give you a grace to win a soul for him. I knew I was not going to get a loud amen. amen. But I said that may God give you grace to win at least one soul for him. Today, Christians would rather go to party than to go for evangelism. Oh, some people come to church and they hide their Bibles. Do, do you know that? Talk to me, church. Is that true? Some of you, that you don't even have one Bible in your house. And you can't even tell people boldly that you are a Christian. You can't. Jesus said, if you are ashamed of me before men, I will be ashamed of you before my father in heaven. I'm proud to be a Christian. Eternity have no respect for your title. (laughs) I said, eternity will have no respect for your title. When we go to heaven, they will not call me Bishop Ray, come. No, no, no. They will remove the... It doesn't... Who who cares about whether you were Bishop or you were were Pope or you were were (laughs) Apostle or Prophet... Who cares about it? It is not your title that will follow you. It is your works that will follow you. So when I step out to win a soul, I do it with heaven in the back of my mind. I know that the time is short. A time will come. You may, you may want to go and win a soul, but it will be impossible. Yeah. When you are 90 years old, and you, and you can't even talk coherently, even, even the companies on, in Ghana here, they tell you by 60 years, we don't want you again. We've used your brains enough. We've used your physical body enough. We've used you. It's okay. Take the rest of what is left. Take the leftover. Go and sit at home. Wait and die. No, that, that's what they tell you. What we've wasted. We've used you enough. We don't like the rest. He said, you know, do you know that even at a certain age, when you look for a job, you don't get? He said, manager, I'm, I'm, I'm strong. I can still work. I can still work. I don't get tired. No, 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 no. We have used your brains enough. Eh? We have used your energy enough. The rest, we don't need it. We want a fresher one to use. So go home. May God give us wisdom to number our days. I said, you've made enough friends. At least make one soul for Christ. You know, when I was teaching on evangelism the other time, I was saying that there is one that is the easiest. We call it come and see. At least you can tell a friend, come, come, let's go to church. 
at least I know that when I come to church, somehow an altar call will be made. But let's go to church. You can invite your friends to go and watch Real Madrid versus Liverpool. But you can't invite any of them to come to church. What kind of a Christian are you? You can meet with your friends and talk for 30 minutes about Kunkumbajia. Can't use five minutes to talk about Jesus. What type of a Christian? No, number six. So when it's important because of the aggression of the devil. Revelation 12, 12. It says, for the devil knows that he has but a short time. The reason why he's aggressive is because he knows that he has a short time. First Peter chapter 4, verse 7. But the end of all things is at hand. The end of all things is close. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. The end of all things is at hand. There is an end to money making. Listen where, I mean, I don't talk to this person. I will never talk to her. You are in church. There are people in church who go to hell. No, that's what the Bible says. Read your Bible. Read Matthew 7. Read it. Many shall come and say unto me, we cast out devils in your name. We preach in your name. We did this. He said, depart from me. Workers of iniquity. I don't know you. Because the fruit of your lifestyle is so devilish. It's devilish. Even demons. When they go to a house and they see that the place is clean and empty, they go and call other demons. They go and make friends with other demons so that they can achieve an agenda. And a Christian can sit in church and say that, me, I will never talk. There are some of you in church like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm preaching and you are looking at me and I'm telling you that you are the one I'm talking to and you are still not listening. And I'm telling you that you are the one I'm talking to you are still not listening. I'm talking. You are not born again. Born again, pa. It can mean it, it mean it, and I can't. It can't come back. Bed trap, it can't, it can't, it set the trap. Yale, the summoner fidia, I may train brebre, in change our fee, or Tom Fidia Mu, Mayana Dema, on Sacramia, on Sacramia. Who didn't say, I'll be one who could be here. Yeah, who didn't say you preach it, you can't. Who didn't say, I'll be one who could be by the time you see you are here. I'm telling you. So it says, be. Peter says, so be, be sober. Calm down. Calm down. This thing, giddy, giddy, giddy. You won't take it anywhere. So just calm down. There are more important things to do. Not these ones. Eh? Well, you don't like the way I'm preaching. Eh? <laughs> calm down. Tell somebody, calm down. Calm down. See the way your voice is low. <laughs> no, tell somebody, calm down. Calm down. Tell the person, relax. Relax. Calm down. And then I won't, I won't agree. And then I won't agree. We'll call you. There was a time I called two pastors who were not talking to each other. Two pastors. Not Perez pastors. They are people I know. I relate to them. So I had to call them. Because I was in the middle. And I have to relate to them. And I felt very... So I called them. I said, look, listen. Do you know what one of them said? One of the pastors told me that even if Jesus comes to talk to him. <laughs> even if Jesus comes, this guy, I will never talk to him. I looked at him and I said, the devil has entered your heart. Why are you surprised? You know, it's, it's very easy to explain. <laughs> I, said, I said, the devil has entered your heart. Recently, I was talking to one pastor. He said, I was telling him somebody. That I said, look, ignore the person. He said, you, everything, let it go. I said, because Charlie, it's not necessary. We have more serious things to think about. You are sitting in the church. You are, there are more serious things for us to do. Yes, as for the gossipers, they are still around. If they gossip, leave them to gossip. But may God work on us in the name of Jesus Christ. Please, say the amen well. If not, they will think you are the one. So the devil is aggressive. All the devil is doing is to make sure that people will not get saved. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. 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 And we are also pampering him. But may God help us. Number seven. 
So winning is important because of the love, the love of the Father. Are you blessed this morning? Is somebody going to win a soul after today? How many people are going to win a soul after today? Raise your hand. Let me pray for you. May God give you grace. And may this burden be strong on your heart. And when you make the effort, may he help you to win a soul in Jesus' name. Shout a big amen! Because of the love of the Father. Second Peter chapter 3 verse 8. It says, But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. So those who, who tell you that, oh, they said Jesus will come soon, Jesus will come soon. He has not come. Over 2,000... Tell them 2 Peter chapter 3 verse 8. Look at verse 9. He says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. As men, or some men count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So the reason why Jesus has not come yet is that the Father wants that people should not perish, but should come to repentance. In Luke chapter 15 verse 20, the father of the prodigal son, he was standing waiting for the son to come back home that is the heart of a father i need my son back i need my son back there are some prodigal sons and daughters that god is waiting for them to come back home there are some you know them tell them daddy is waiting for them is somebody here with me this morning the father's heart is to see the lost come back the father is not interested in a church whose interest is entertainment instead of impartation in luke chapter 15 verse 7 it says, I say unto you that likewise joy shall be in heaven over one sinner that repents more than over 90, 99 per, just persons or righteous people. Oh, we thank God for the miracles. Thank him for the business he's giving us. Thank him for the breakthroughs. But when one sinner repents, all of heaven becomes joyful. May heaven become joyful because you brought a soul to God. Somebody wave your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. In conclusion... Take note of this. The best way to live is to live for God. The best way to live is to live for God. Ask yourself these questions. Shall I spend my whole life without any eternal investment? Shall I spend my whole life pursuing only material things? The few years I've lived, have anybody become heavily minded because of me? Philippians chapter 1 verse 21 says, For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Metiasia. Who do you live for? If I live, if I live, I live for you. I live for you. If I die, I die for you. In all my ways, in all my ways, I am yours. If I live, I live for you. 
church, let me tell you this. I wasn't born again and straight became a pastor. The way I am today, I've been like this all my life since I became a born again Christian. You don't need to be a pastor before you begin to think like God thinks. Understand from today that your life is God. That what you have, you can lose it in the next one minute. Live for God. I said live your life for God. In all my ways, I am yours. If I live, can you lift up your hands and sing the song? I live for Metiasia. You know, sometimes you feel like, oh, I'm losing out. I'm losing out. Eh? I'm all of, every day, church. Every day, God. Every day, church. So winning. But I have been young, now I am old. David said, I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging for bread. You can't live for God and you become stranded in life. Ah, I said, you cannot live for God and become stranded in life. You know, there is a song we used to sing. My lifetime, I will give God my life. How many of you know how to sing that song? Come on. My lifetime. I will give God my life. Come on, let's sing it as we close. If I give God my life, He will take care of me. Ah, He will never, never let me down. I will give God my life. Can you lift up your voice and sing it one more time? My lifetime. A lifetime, I will give God my life. Come on, sing it like you mean it. Lifetime, I will give God my life. If I give God, if I give God my lifetime, He will take care of me. Never, never let me down. I will give up. Let's sing it for the last time. A lifetime. My life. I will give God my life. Come on, say it. My life. I will give God my life. If I give God my life. If I give God my life, He will take care of me. He will never, 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 never. He will never, ever let me die. I will give God my life. If I give God, if I give God my life, He will take care of me. He will never, never. He will never, never let 
I want every eye closed and every head bowed. If you are here today, you are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. You want your sins forgiven. If you are like that, lift up one hand, let me pray with you. You want your sins forgiven. If there is anybody in church today, you want your sins forgiven. You are not sure if you die today, you go to heaven. Hell is real. Hell is real. You don't want to end up in hell. If you are like that, lift up one hand, I'm going to pray with you. Thank you, my brother. Help him come to me in front. Come, take your Bible, take your bath. Come, come. Lift up your hand, my brother. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Church, let's all lift up our hands and pray this prayer together. Say with me, say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I need help. Forgive me all my sins. Wash me with your blood. Come into my life and make my life a testimony to those who know me. Amen. Put your hand on your chest, my brother. Father, thank you for this gentleman. I ask that you establish him in your house. Make him a testimony to those who know him. Lord, use him to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.